What's that? Absolutely, yeah. You snuck up on us a little. Well, we will go ahead and get started with the NTT IndyCar Series post-race press conference for the Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg, joined by our second and third place finishers, Scott Dixon and Will Power. Will Power driving the number 12 Verizon Team Penske Chevrolet, finishing third in today's race, his fifth podium finish here on the streets of St. Pete. Will, it was an eventful race for you, uh, a lot of... A lot of passes for the lead battles for the lead as well what in your opinion was the defining moment for your race yeah i mean the thing that cost me the race <clears throat> the chance of the race was when i was passed on that restart um you know we pitted early i think roger did a real late call hoping that it would go yellow but um it didn't <clears throat> but we still were, were in the game like i thought felt we were quicker than rosenquist we could have pulled a big gap um, which would have covered for the cold tire penalty but Unfortunately, I lost that position, then I was stuck there, and um, I just had to do everything I could on outlaps um, after I had to pit early from everyone, and uh, third was as good as we could possibly do. And joined also by Scott Dixon, driving the number nine PNC Bank Chip Ganassi Racing Honda for the team, finishing second in today's race, also the reigning series champion, matching his best finish here on the streets of St. Pete. Scott, I know a, a second place finish always feels a little a little bit bitter at the end, but are you happy with the way that your team has started off the season? Uh, you, you know, we always come to these races to win. You know, we came up a little bit short. Um, it was an interesting race. You know, I think the between at least the Penske cars and the Ganassi cars, it was kind of, you know, it was a bit opposite. I felt like our cars were very strong for the first you know, 15, 20 laps, uh, especially on restarts as well. Um, but then the last, you know, sort of five to 10, it, uh, it kind of flipped the other way and they had some really good speed. So um, had uh, some great battles out there. Lap traffic was interesting. Some of the cars off strategy. Uh, Will and I had a really tough fight in uh, one, two, and then all the way to three, I think it was. Um, and, uh, you know, it, um, it worked out for us. But uh, all in all, I think, you know, strategy-wise and pit stops, it was a clean day for us. We just... You know, had I think any of us got to the front, you know, as Will said, Will had some really good pace. Um, you know, you, you would have been able to, to capitalize, and, and Joseph did that. They uh, they nailed the strategy. They were able to jump. They were able to run, you know, uh, start and use reds and run the new reds later. And that pace, uh, you know, definitely opened it up. So uh, interesting day. Good good points for us, and uh, hopefully we can uh, we can keep maintaining that. Absolutely. We will open up for questions for Scott. And Will, starting with Bruce, and you have a microphone coming right behind you. Will, a uh, sporty little battle there uh, with uh, Felix on that one pass in the turn one. You guys kind of went inside, outside, crossover. What was that like, and how impressed were you in his debut? Yeah, I mean, he did a, he'd done a great job all weekend to qualify where he did, and then pretty much uh, race the way he did. Uh, you know, he was very strong in the race, as good as he could be expected. And, uh, um, yeah, he was – yeah, I couldn't see anything that he was – you would assume that he's a rookie. He's, uh, he's obviously going to be really strong and um, has done a good job. Patrick and then Nate. Uh, similar – same driver, different spot. Come, when he was coming out of the pits and it looked like you just beat him I mean, is there a yeah. line there? I mean, because he like he he pretty much had to lock him up, or you guys were gonna have a big moment there in turn two. It's um, it's the driver on track that has the right of way, so unless the guy coming out of the pits is gonna clear him, which both times actually was so close with Scott and Felix, 
uh, yeah, I expected them to back out because that's that was a rule, um, but was keeping one eye right there <laughs> just in case. Yeah. Nate? Uh, Will, obviously, we were kind of joking about it Friday with the success of the Penske Supercars team and NASCAR team. Yeah. But, but to come out strong like this with you and Joseph and you know, Simon getting a top 10, does that feel good for you guys? Yeah, no, it's great. It's great. It's uh, pretty impressive for the team to have won in it every series, except sports car. I don't know when they start, but oh, this already happened. Yeah, they, they didn't want it when. I think the sports car program's getting dropped now, so. <laughs> yeah, they got a chance next week to win, so we'll see what happens. But yeah, unbelievable uh, when you think about Penske and all the race wins they accumulate, they have accumulated over the 50 years, um, and they continue to do it. Martin? For both drivers, uh, good racing today out there, a lot of good racing out there today. What is it that both of you like when you come here and about this course? Uh, you know, I think it, it <clears throat> it's it's fun, it's technical. Um, you know, I think it's the atmosphere. You know, the city, uh, as they say, embraces the race, and and they do. You know, even walking around downtown, I think everybody. It's it's uh, for me, uh, at least living in Indianapolis, it's nice to get some warm weather, um, especially this week. Um, but yeah. Um, I don't know, the track, you know, has passing opportunities, uh, you know, in turn one, turn four, you know, you can maybe get sneaky in 10 occasionally, but, uh, you know, a lot of circuits don't have that uh, that combination, but, um, you know, you've got to give uh, Kim and Kevin, you know, a lot of credit, obviously Firestone too, for, for sponsoring this event, but it just has a great feel about it, you know, and, and uh, kicking off the season, I think everybody's happy to start the season. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. It's the atmosphere that makes it great. You know, the track is good, but, uh, uh, you know, you see the crowd. The crowd on Friday was awesome. There was a great crowd yeah. today. And um, like S Scott said, the, the city embraces it. Um, and it's been around a long time. That's, you know, it's tough for, to, to make street courses work. And, um, you know, it's, it's stood the test of time. Yes, Bruce and then Patrick. Last year, Will, you said that all in all, you felt you were the fastest driver of the season. That you had the speed. You won a lot of poles. Uh, you just didn't have the consistency that Scott had, and that was important in the championship. If you look at Joseph's stats from last year, he had a pretty good year, and it's kind of surprising he was fifth. Now that he started off the season with a victory, I mean, was that kind of safe for what type of year that he may end up having? Yeah, I'm sure, you know, he's going to be right there. He always is. <clears throat> you know, just it comes down to it's going to come down to consistency. And there's just so many good guys at the front. I mean, it seems as though the the same guys always end up end up at the front. You know, at the end of the year, just just through experience and speed and consistency, understanding how to deal with IndyCar. Um, so, so many variables in IndyCar, anything can happen. So, um, yeah, I expect Joseph to be there, Scott to be there, Rossi. You know, Hunter Rails, he had a pretty bad start, but there's a there's a lot of people that are fast now. Patrick? Uh, Scott, uh, what do you think about Joseph's – he went on to some new reds there in that short stint towards the end there. And a lot of us thought, well, those aren't going to last that long, but he, it seemed like it worked out perfectly for him. What, did you think you had a chance there when, when he was on those? 
Um, it was going to be interesting. I thought he held on pretty well with with Usereds at the start. To be honest, you know, he he fell back a little bit, but uh, again, you know, towards the we didn't, you know, none of us ran those reds all the way out on the first stint, but they actually held on pretty good. I was kind of surprised. Uh, the lap times were still pretty good. Um, yeah, he was the only one, uh, which you knew he was going to do. You know, if he was starting on used, used reds, you knew he was going to run because uh, you have to by rule to run a new set later on. So. Um, yeah, we knew it was going to happen. Um, you know, they had the speed anyway, so I don't think it was going to be too big of a detriment. But, you know, as the track was cooling later on and, and you know, the rubber was, you know, gripping up the surface, you know, typically those things should last a bit longer. Yes, Jared, and then David in the back. Scott, you mentioned your water, your drink bottle didn't work at all during the race. Uh, in this kind of heat, do you feel like that had any sort of impact on your mind and body over 110 laps? Uh, I definitely kept pushing the button a lot, um, <laughs> thinking that it was going to work at some point, which, but yeah, it was kind of annoying. Um, yeah, it was definitely a physical race, I thought. You know, it was uh, lots of green laps. Um, you know, it's pretty hot out there. Uh, you know, the car's moving around a lot, you know, uh, especially in this light downfall situation and, and you're having to push the whole time, right, to try and close these gaps. So it, uh, for me, it was definitely physical. Um, yeah, I think I've had about six bottles of water, so uh, it's mm -hmm. nice, to, nice to finally get some water. Um, but yeah, it's, it happens occasionally. Hopefully it uh, doesn't happen again. David? Um, sorry if you've answered this already well, but uh, when Bordet's engine blew and Roger called you to pit lane, uh, straight away and you had to go across the grass to get into the pits. Do you think the um, do you think the end result of the race might have been different if you had kind of like kept on uh, in that first stint until you were actually prepared to come in? Uh, yeah, absolutely. It would have put, put me in a way better position. I mean, I, we had no offence. We, we couldn't do anything on defence. You know, we had to pit early. These guys had more fuel. There's just nothing we could do about it. Um, you know, we, um, I just was, yeah, and, and I knew it wouldn't go yellow because I know that, that, that they don't go yellow unless it's, it's a big issue. I knew that that was going to be a, a stationary yellow, so I thought he saw something else. That's why the late call. But, um, yeah, it was a close call. <laughs> Maybe I should have kept going. But, uh, yeah. Bruce and then Josh. I know you got time to be satisfied or, you know, soak in today's race, but looking ahead, a, a racetrack unlike any other on the circuit, going to Coda, how big a race can that be? And what's your, uh, each of you drivers' outlook toward that event? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's such a great track. I really hope it gets a big crowd, um, you know, and people turn up because it's really probably the best track best facility and track in the u.s um you know obviously the u.s has some fantastic um historical tracks you can call them like road america and so on like every track has its own character but it's certainly a, a great facility for sponsors and um and a great safe driving track uh, so yeah looking forward to it uh, yeah, as Will sort of, you know, said, I, I, I you know, I think hopefully we, we get some good traction there. Um, you know, Austin, that's the first time I'd ever been there for, for the open test. It's um, definitely a, uh, you know, fun city. I think the track itself should race really, really well for our cars just because of the sheer size of it. Um, 
so yeah, we'll just have to, to see how it goes. Hopefully, we can you know push on the on the marketing side and and uh, get some some bottoms in the seats and and keep pushing. But uh, I think the race itself should be really good. Josh, yes, question for Scott talking about talking about Felix. And you've worked with a, n- a number of different um, different drivers and champions like Dario, Tony Kanaan, Dan Weldon. Even though it's only one race in, um, how does Felix um, 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 or I guess a better way to phrase that would be, how's the dynamic between you and Felix, and how does that compare to working with, with um, your fellow former champions? Uh, well, yeah, that's a little hard to compare, to be honest. But, um, no, I think it's, it's been a lot of fun. You know, Felix has worked with the team for probably two or three years now with open tests that we've done with, with him as a rookie. Um, you know, the guy's got a, a ton of experience, you know, in, in so many different cars. Um, you know, so it's been really refreshing, actually, for him to not be in the same ecosystem and thinking of the same things, you know, it's kind of thinking outside the box, which has been uh, really refreshing. Um, but yeah, he's a he's a strong guy, um, very committed, um, you know, and obviously very talented. And he's going to be a hell of a fight, you know, for for the whole year. And it's nice to be uh, to work in, you know, working with somebody really close uh, as far as on the speed side. Any final questions for Will or Scott? Yeah, we'll finish up with Patrick. You can shout it out, Patrick. I'll repeat it. And and just... Yeah, I mean, that's just... I know what you're saying, but to me it should be about, you know, someone who deserves to win. You know, someone shouldn't win because a, you know, some random yellow fell at the right time for him. It should, you know, all the money and effort and work that drivers put in to get into this situation and teams put in in development, you should win in a deserving manner. And that's why... I think the pits close thing is just a, that's the last thing they need to fix in this series for it to be, you know, exactly what you say, pure racing. Um, and they, you're right, they, that they don't just throw the yellow for anything or debris that that's not an issue. So uh, I think it's the right direction. Uh, I totally agree. Yeah, it, it, you know, it's nice if it's random and it falls your way, but you know, the the, the possibility of that is pretty slim. Um, and we'd seen that the last two years, two years here with the result. You know, it was just uh, you know kind of random, flip the field, and it makes for an interesting race, maybe. But but uh, you know, as Will kind of said, you know, it's it's not completely fair. And you know, the teams and that are really fast qualify up front. You know, the only ones that really get hurt, the leaders, the one that always get hurt. So. Um, yeah, you know, if the consistency there, that's great. You know, it's it's. I think you know we've had glimpses of that in the past, and then you know, kind of went haywire there for a little bit. So you know, hopefully, uh, it just. I think as a driver, all you want is it to be a consistent call the whole time. Yeah. And just to repeat for the transcript, the question was regarding the scarcity of yellows in the race and the direction that IndyCar and race control might be heading towards. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Thank we you. appreciate thank your time. Congrats. You.